Oh, my God. 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Look around and you'll see 
Wake up, Eden. Wake up, Eden. Get up, let's open our eyes. Wake up, Eden. Wake up, Eden. Let's dance this goddess goodbye. Wake up, Eden. Wake up, Eden. Get up, let's open our eyes. Wake up, Eden. Wake up, Eden. Let's dance this goddess goodbye.
everybody to sing with me.
searching for you. We were searching for you. We did it all. We did it all. We did it all. We were searching for you. We did it all. searching for you.
דף שיניים טט, אני יושב עם הדף, הדיו בוכה מהעט. אלול, דף שיניים טט, לא נשאר לי אלא רק להכות על החטא. ומה כבר נשאר לי טוב? ואם מעוות כמוני יכול לתקוף. כבר נשאר לומר במשפט מה איתן ומה אצטדה
J.M. in the A.M. Baruch Levine with Kulanu. You heard Yibane done by Yehuda Glan. Sishai Rebo's Elul. Shmakolainu from Dvekus. Pumpadisa had Elul. Mivakshe Hashem from Joey Nuka. Meitan Katz and Lamancha. Hanashamalach, that was Shlomo Kalbach. Eighth day with Wake Up Yidin. Berovam from Eitan Katz. Zusha with Mila Hashem. Masech Hashem, our Monday morning theme song. From Mayor Sherman, and of course, Regesh, Modani opening things up. 
And we say good morning. It's Monday on this August the 30th, day 22 in the month of Elul, the year 5781. Tufshin Pei Aleph. Tonight is the yard site of those who perished on September the 11th, the 23rd of Elul. Uh, it's a Monday here in the month of Elul, in the middle of Slichus, and I hope that everybody out there is getting ready. Getting ready for what will hopefully be a happy, healthy, and sweet new year beginning one week from tonight. The brand new year, one week from tonight. We are very much looking forward to it and um, anticipating, please God, a wonderful 5782 for everybody. There's always hope, and our hope for a great year ahead is, um, is spiking at this point. JM and the AM Monday with a big thank you to Avrami Finkelstein and Matis Weingast. They were responsible this time around to make sure everything would go smoothly during my absence. I thank them very, very much. Uh, we are live here on a Monday morning from our New York City studios where I can report to you that, thank God, the surgery I had Wednesday afternoon on my left foot, um, what was this? I think the sixth, right? Either fifth or sixth surgery on my left foot. Um, thank God went well. And um, I am now in the midst still of recovering, but I was able to get back to work this morning after four days of trying to rest things out as much as possible. Uh, so a real pleasure to be back here in our New York City studios and a pleasure to say thank you to Avrami and Tamatis for taking care of our programming starting Thursday morning and going through yesterday. Thank you, gentlemen, very, very much, and a happy, healthy, and sweet new year to both you and your families. Um. I want, to, uh, I want to extend a special thank you to our friends at the New Springville Jewish Center on Staten Island. It's always a pleasure leading Slichos and the uh, high holidays at the synagogue. And for the, I'd have to figure this out, I guess the 37th year in a row or 38th year in a row. Uh, I'm a, I again have that privilege and I thank uh, Rabbi Siegel and I thank... Uh, uh, the president and the board and everybody who has decided to uh, bring me back uh, yet again um, after a stint that has uh, continued since, or during a stint that has continued since 1984. It is much appreciated. It's a very, very long time ago, believe you me. 73 degrees, 94% humidity, winds are southwest at 5 miles per hour. Partly cloudy this morning, maybe thunderstorms later and a high temperature of 87 um, a stray shower or thunderstorm tonight, low of 73. Cloudy for tomorrow, a high of 86 degrees. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 86. We're at 73 in New York City, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Our hearts, prayers, and thoughts with the families of those who are suffering today. And through the last few days, after the um, uh, terrorist bombing in uh, Kabul, in Afghanistan, um, a lot of great American families are suffering because of the loss of their loved ones in that attack. And our thoughts are with them. Also, a lot of Americans down south are in very dangerous and serious situations this morning because of the hurricane Ida that is making its way uh, northward. So our thoughts are with everybody who are uh, evacuating or trying to deal with the crazy and difficult weather conditions that that hurricane has brought. And uh, during a period of time that I'm encouraging everyone to think of others, we should think of, of everyone 
out there who is suffering either for protecting the United States or just by living here in the United States. And, uh, oh, Ed Asner passed away. Yitzchak Asner. Ed Asner. I was informed this morning that he was born as Yitzchak Asner in Missouri many, many years ago. How do you like that? Galei Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next to JMDM. Galei Tzal, Yerushalayim, Asha'a 2, Shalom Rav, Ba'olpan, Rani Avnai, Ima Shekorei Achshav. ועדת נאור, ועדת החקירה הממלכתית לחקר אסון הר מירון ממשיכה בשמיעת העדויות. מנכ"ל המרכז הארצי לפיתוח המקומות הקדושים, יוסף שווימר, סיפר לחברי הוועדה כי פוליטיקאים חרדים הפנו אליו בקשות הנוגעות להילולה. דיבר איתי ליצמן על איזה חסידות מסוימת שדחקו אותה לגמרי. דיבר איתי אף פרוש גם על איזה חסידות מסוימת. דיבר איתי רב אריה דרעי על שתי חצרות של ספרדים שהמשך לדאוג שהם יהיו גם כן בלופ של ההדלקות, שהציבור הזה לא ירגיש שהוא מקופח. אני חושב שזה לגיטימי, זה לא לחץ. הצפתי את זה למפקד המחוז ואמרתי שאם אפשר לסייע באדם נשמח. שני מקרים נוספים מזן הקורונה הדרום-אמריקני התגלו בארץ מאז שבוע שעבר. וכך מספר המקרים שזוהו בארץ עלה ל-16, רק שניים מהם נדבקו בקהילה. כתבנו לענייני בריאות שי פרידמן שהביא את הפרטים מזכיר כי הדוקטור אשר שלמון ממשרד הבריאות הזהיר לפני שבועיים שהגעתו של הזן ארצה תיאלץ את המדינה ללכת לסגר. עם זאת, במשרד הבריאות מדגישים כי לא ידוע על כך שהזן עמיד לחיסון או אלים יותר ושהוא מצוי במעקב עולמי בדומה לזנים אחרים. הותר לפרסום, השב"כ עצר חמישה תושבי לקיה בנגב בחשד שניסו לבצע לינצ'ים בנהגים במהלך מבצע שומר חומות. מדווח כתבנו לענייני צבא וביטחון, דורון קדוש. השב"כ ומשטרת ישראל פענחו את אירועי הפרות הסדר האלימות וניסיונות הלינץ' בכביש 6 באחד הלילות של שומר החומות. חמשת החשודים, כולם בדואים תושבי לקיה בנגב, תקפו שלושה נהגים ורגמו את הרכבים באבנים. בשניים מהמקרים הם גם היכו את הנהגים והציתו את רכביהם. עם תום חקירתם הוגשו נגדם כתבי אישום לבית המשפט המחוזי בבאר שבע. תוכנית הסברת השואה באו"ם, שמטרתה להגביר את המודעות העולמית לזוועות השואה ולמנוע מעשים מסוג זה בעתיד, הפיצה זימון לכנס בנושא מצב הבדואים בנגב. בהזמנה נכתב, ההתייחסות של ישראל אל הבדואים בנגב היא סיפור של עקירה ונישול. כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרף וולברג מוסרת שהשגריר באו"ם ובארצות הברית גלעד ארדן תקף בחריפות את הכנס ושלח פנייה ישירה למזכ"ל האו"ם בה נכתב, זה אירוע בזוי. מדובר בשימוש זדוני וציני בזכר השואה. השגיר ארדן דרש להסיר את חסות האו"ם מהאירוע ולפתוח חקירה בנושא. מעקב גלי צה"ל, חמישה הרוגים ויותר מ-850 פצועים בתאונות דרכים בשבוע שחלף. מדווח כתבנו לענייני תחבורה מתן לוי. בשבוע החולף נהרגו ארבעה בני אדם ו-860 נפצעו, בהם 11 באורח קשה, 36 בינוני והיתר קל. כך עולה מנתוני הרשות הלאומית לבטיחות בדרכים ומגן דוד אדום, המגיעים במסגרת מעקב תוכניתנו יומן הצהריים. מתחילת השנה נהרגו 236 בני אדם בתאונות דרכים. מזג האוויר, עומסי חום בינוניים עד כבדים ישררו ברוב האזורים. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. Thank <laughs> you.
J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning. Avremo. Avram Freed with Mizmor Lesoda. Lamana Chaydan by Lady Folkowitz. You heard Lipa in there with Birch HaSoreach to open up the hour. Hello, hello, everybody. How you doing? Thanks for joining us on a Monday as we're heading back to school and back to work. My thanks to Avrami and Matis for sitting in during my uh, surgery time. Good to be back. Wonderful to speak to you on a Monday morning from our New York City studios live from New York. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Uh, listener Yiddy says, good morning. Mazda to Rabbi Mrs. Yehuda Yiddy Schwartz and the birth of a brand new baby girl. Simchus to all. Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov, Rabbi Mrs. Yehuda Schwartz. A brand new baby girl. We're in the midst of our Elul Chesed campaign. We have more information about that coming up. We've been... We've been... Um, We've been uh, introduced to another chesed idea that has to be uh, reported to this audience, that has to be told to everybody, a family in great need, and we'll do that coming up. Uh, Karen Ashvias, as you know, is running a campaign to encourage everybody to help the Shemitah observant farmer who is generating no profit during the upcoming year. He's actually going into debt, still needing to pay for the lease on his land, the loans on his machinery, etc. His staff, in many uh, cases, as we heard from Jamie Geller last week. Karen Ashvies is the only organization directly supporting the farmer, where every penny you donate ensures that he can survive the year. So we ask everybody to please give generously. Go to KarenHashvies.org, KarenHashvies.org, or dial 888-675-6694. That's 888-675-6694. And again, we uh, thank you for that. Uh, KarenAshvias.org for more information. Uh, We'll check in later with Jay Booksbaum. He'll tell us the uh, latest and greatest regarding wines for Rosh Hashanah. Cantor Benny is going to be checking in in a few minutes. Cantor Benny Rogoznitsky. Find out what happened at the Parky Synagogue Saturday night. If they were able to conduct a quote-unquote normal slichas or not. Um, yeah, I thought that would be interesting to discuss this morning. A reminder that the unusual of Woodmere welcomes Harav Aaron Lapiansky. Harav Aaron Lapiansky um, on the topic of reestablishing our foundations when they seem to be crumbling. Uh, this shear is being given this coming Wednesday night, September the 1st, at the Young Israel of Woodmere, 8.15 Marev, and then the 8.30 shear. Join a meaningful Elul program at the Young Israel of Woodmere and join Rav Aaron Lopiansky this coming Wednesday night, 8.15 Marev, 8.30 shear. For information and sponsorship opportunities, 
You could dial 516-295-0950-516-295-0950. And uh, the Shearers, Le'ilu Nishmas, Reb Noach, Ben Mishulam Shraga, and Miriam Kayla Bas Eliezer. That's the Young Israel of Woodmere this coming Wednesday night. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Enjoy a 10% discount on all Abel's and Hyman products at kosherdogs.net with promo code RADIO. A&H has been serving the kosher world since 1954, and A&H products are available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. That's an understatement. Yaakov Shweki's next, JM in the AM. David Hashem, Ori Beishi, Ori Beishi, Mimi Yera. Hashem Oz Hayai, Ay Mimi Yefra, Ay Mimi Yefra. Tim Tahane.
J.M. in the A.M. with Yaakov Shweki, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas HaRav, Zeben Vesavalevi, Zechonishmas Esther Basar Vesavalevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. In the Sefer Od Yosef Chai, there's an interesting incident of a very wealthy man who was traveling home on a horse. When he was far away from the city, he came across a person who couldn't walk, sitting on the road. He was crying. He asked the rich man for a matana. The wealthy man got off the horse and he gave him a silver coin. However, the man kept begging that he wants to be taken to the city on the horse because he can't walk on his feet. The wealthy man, who had a lave tobe, a good heart, said, Okay, come up on the horse. The wealthy man even gave him the reins while he sat behind him. When they came into the city, the man who he had picked up stopped the horse and said, Okay, you go down from the horse and leave in peace. The wealthy man said, What are you talking about? This is my horse. You get off the horse now before I throw you off. The other man began to cry and yell bitterly. Since the reins were in his hands, he started to scream to the people who were passing by, Look what this rush is doing. Help me because I can't walk. And I'm not able to fight against such a man who wants to steal the horse. I had been riding along, and he asked me for a ride, and he was tired. I did him a favor. I allowed him to come with me on the horse, and now he wants to throw me off the horse, which I invested all my money in. Please help me. Have mercy on me. The tears started to stream down his face. The people had Rachmanus on him. They believed him. The wealthy person said everything that that guy says is complete checker. The truth is exactly the opposite. I had mercy on him, and now he wants to steal my horse. They went before the judge. The judge turned to the wealthy man and said, I see that your words are true, but what can I do? You lost the schus through your own hands. When you agreed to let the man drive the horse, he should have been behind you and the reins should have been in your hands. Then he would never be able to argue that the horse is his. But the fact that he was riding the horse is made that the horse is his, and he was able to cleverly use you. We should always remember, in life, there are certain times when we should be in control of the situation, when we should not let the Yetzirah hold the reins, if we keep the reins in our own hands, then we will always be the owner. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
Our Elul Sofer blowing here at JMNAM, which continues Sunday through Friday until we get to Erev Rosh Hashanah, which will be a week from today. Believe it or not, a week from tonight, the brand new year of 5782 begins. Is that un- unbelievable? It is unbelievable. Uh, and Cantor Benny Rogoznitsky is with us live via telephone. He's Cantor, of course, at the Park East Synagogue, where I would assume they again kicked off the high holiday season in a grand fashion this past Saturday night, Sunday morning. Cantor Benny, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum, to you and all the listeners. What a pleasure to speak to you. First of all, can you believe it? A week from tonight. Can you believe it? It's really unbelievable. When you look at the secular calendar and you think we're still in the perhaps the last week of summer, it's hard to imagine that in a week we're going to be at uh, davening for two full days. Unbelievable. Starts Monday night, everybody. Get ready for a great 5782. Um, well, what happened this past Saturday night? I had seen a, uh, a few um, uh, live stream videos that were going on with different people, uh, either during or after uh, Slichus. I uh, checked out some of the videos, and it looked like some of the synagogues were pretty full. Other synagogues looked like they were really adhering to what we got used to in 5780 in terms of social distancing. What happened at Parkey Synagogue this past Saturday night? So the good news is that it happened. There was actually a slichos, the choir was there, the chazan was there. We had a respectable crowd, but we were definitely, the numbers were definitely down because we were following, you know, all the social distance rules. So we couldn't see people right next to each other and people had to be masked. So that deterred a lot of people from attending. I would assume Chief Ganter Helfgott has never davened from the Umud with a mask on, correct? That is correct. That's never been demanded of him. Correct. However, I should say that the choir did sing with masks on, which is not such a simple thing to do, especially on a two-hour repertoire. Such a but simple, they managed. such a simple thing to do. It's impossible. Wow. Yes. Yeah. That was one of the miracles of the new year. So, just a reminder: last year there was no in-person slicha service. There was an in-person slicha service. It was only open to members, and I think we had less than fifty people. Wow. And the and the choir did perform last year. No. No. Uh, wow. No choir. So just the Cantor by himself. Correct. So, so in some ways, for Cantor Helfgott and yourself, this is somewhat of an upgrade. This is this is this is the light at the end of the tunnel that you're seeing. That at least, thank God, there's a choir. Thank God, there's a larger crowd. Uh, thank God, things are somewhat getting back to normal. Yes, that's definitely true. I think the fact that the shoe was open, that people could come from far and wide, even though the numbers were not as, as great as they were maybe two or three years ago, but the idea that we had four or 500 people in the shul, that's a very big deal, and it's inspiring. Um, what's going to happen Monday night and Tuesday? Full capacity? You're anticipating less? What do you think is going to happen in the synagogue next week? So we're definitely anticipating less. A lot of people are away, and a lot of people are staying home. They're just still concerned. You know, we have an older membership, so people are in a higher category of risk, and they're nervous. So we're, we are offering davening outside uh, as an alternate uh, minion. Uh, but, but the good news is that we will be going forward. We will have the choir. We will have the chazan. And people will slowly be able to get back into the semblance of what it used to be on the high holidays at Parkies. This is Manhattan. Uh, what type of outdoor uh, area do you have? Is it, does the shul have a backyard or something? So it happens to be that on the, our 68th Street entrance, we have a playground, an open-air playground. So we're going to use that for some of the davening for, for, for a second minion and for shofar, people that maybe are not comfortable to come for a full davening, but at least we'll be able to hear shofar and then on Yom Kippur say Yizker. 
So uh, are you going to be working a lot harder than a regular uh, Rosh Hashanah? Because I assume if there's two minyanim that, you know, the cantors have to uh, do double duty, so to speak. Right. I mean, first of all, it's double duty. And then second of all, for chazanim who are used to schlep everything out, to do things at, you know, double speed. It's like in the WhatsApp where you can do things today at one and a half or <laughs> two times the speed. It's actually harder to go faster because you have to think to yourself, okay, I can't repeat words so much, and we're not going to get into that old debate. So there's a lot of people who might actually be very happy this year on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Do you, and again, I, I know I keep asking, but I get so confused between all the different synagogues. Last year there was a Rosh Hashanah service, right? You told us yes. there was. So there, how, there how, how speedy was it? Like, so last year we actually split into two into two services. I did the first one. I think it was at about eight thirty, and Chaznelfka did the second one. The entire davening was done in about two and a half hours. Wow, wow! I mean, that's something that I'm generally used to, but I didn't think that you could do it that quickly, especially you guys, frankly. Right, <laughs> we had to practice a lot. How is his voice? You know, we know. I mean, I think a lot of people know that he, you know, did. You know, uh, you worry about everybody who gets COVID, but when you you know, we have someone who's a world-class cantor and whose voice is critical, and we know, you know, how much COVID affects the respiratory system, etc. We worry about him. How is he doing? Right. So you're asking actually a very good question because uh, we all know about long COVID and people right. that recover have all these side effects. And I think the greatest side effect that he was concerned, Hazan Elfkat, was the, the breathing and the ability to sustain notes, which is his claim to fame. But I have to say from what we heard on Matzi Shabbos, it was fantastic. And in some ways, um, even more moving and emotional. Because I think when you go through a near-death experience, what you come back with, uh, even as a regular Mispala, but certainly as a Chazan, is that much more devotion and that, that, that much more recognition of the gift of life. Wow. Un and you felt that on Saturday night. Yes, I felt it, and it's interesting, a number of mevinim, quote-unquote, and, you know, everybody that listens yeah. to Chazanah thinks they're a maven, <laughs> but uh, a number of people pointed that out, that it was uh, even more inspirational and moving at certain parts of the uh, of the davening. Wow, so you know how inspiring Unasana Tokif's going to be on Tuesday? Right, I'm actually looking forward. You know, it's interesting, uh, we've spoken about this before, one of the most famous cantorial pieces for Slichas is Anenu. Right, the Moshe Kosevitsky was very right. well known to end off the davening with that piece, right. and he sang. Chaznelfkat uh, sang it this year. And when you get to the part Anenu Aviyasomim, right, the father right. of orphans, right. and we know how many parents, how many parents have passed on, yeah. how many children are missing their parents this year. It, he repeated that again and again. It was really a, such an emotional high, wow. and I would say to myself that it, it was different than every other year. What was the array? Cantor Benny's with us from Parkey Synagogue. What was the arrangement before COVID? and what's happening now in terms of his presence at the synagogue. Am I right that he was generally there twice a month in the old days? Yes, he was generally there twice a month. That was reduced somewhat both during COVID and during his illness. Uh, but the idea of the synagogue is to bring that back, hopefully in the new season, which starts right after, uh, right after the Yom Naraim. Oh, so it's not, it's not a crazy concept that he'll be here every other week. Correct. It doesn't always work out to be right. every other week, but at least twice a month in right. whatever sequence that works. Oh, interesting. So that's yet another good sign that things are, you know, are progressing. In other, yes. in other words, you hope to get back to full capacity. It just may take longer than, than you, you know, would like, but you, you hope to get back to full capacity eventually. 
Yes, that's definitely the goal. And what we did this year, which we've never done before, is we showed Slichos um, on, you know, live on YouTube and on Zoom. Oh. And we got, I mean, you can go up to the YouTube channel on Park East, you'll see there are thousands of people that clicked in between Matsi Shabbos and now. You know, I always say YouTube has an afterlife. Right. So it's like you go to Slichos, you hear it, it's over. But when it's on YouTube, you can listen to it again and again. And for those <laughs> who are inclined that way, they may be sitting and just listening to it once and once over. Yeah, and the so truth is, as we know, Slichos is a, you know, is a weeks long process, so you know it's, it never gets old. Frankly, you know it's not like it's not like someone's you know reliving it, something that happened a few days ago. You're actually living something that's going on this morning. Like the, the, I know it's not the exact same slichus, but still we're in a slichus period of time, so it's really appropriate for people to check it out online. That's true, but Chazan Helfgott was complaining to me yesterday that, you know, by having it online, yeah. all the Mavinim are calling with comments, <laughs> and he should have done this, and he should have done that. He's like, they didn't pay for a ticket, they're watching it for free, but they have all the Yates, what he should have done differently. <laughs> That's a symbol of his success, what did you say? <laughs> I agree. It's a great indication of his success, to say the least. Well, very interesting. And that, So you said you would hear him, so that means you're not going to be leading the outdoor service at the same time that he's leading the indoor service? So what we decided to do is we're not going to run the services at the same time. So the main davening will wow. start at 8 and finish at about 12, wow. and then I will do the second davening outside, which will start at about 12, but that will be in a bridge service, so it will last wow. perhaps an hour, an hour and a half. Wow, and that will include chauffeur, obviously, et cetera, Yes, right? yes. Very interesting. I'll tell you, you really got to be innovative these days. You have to. I mean, it's uh, this whole period has forced us to do that, be it, you know, on yeah. Zoom. Many people say to us, why can't you be on Zoom right. on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? Well, that's a different <laughs> subject. You have to speak to Rabbi Goldwasser or, or your local rabbinic authority. But uh, absent that, we have to come up with creative ways of doing things differently. Yeah. Do you think if it was a late Rosh Hashanah, even with COVID or whatever we call whatever we're in now, uh, you'd have a lot more people? Are people staying away? Dafka, because it's early, or they'd be staying away even if it was three, four weeks from now? No, I think it's a very good point. There are definitely people that are staying away because of COVID, but right. there are others at the time of year, and the fact that Labor Day, for, I think, is next Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Right, yeah, it is. So, so I think that has, has induced people to stay wherever they are, in the Hamptons or wherever people go away, right. and perhaps just stay in their local communities. So you might have a bigger crowd if this was a real September Rosh Hashanah, like in the middle of the month or something. Yes, I think yeah. so. Interesting. Boy, oh boy. I'll tell you, this is fascinating. And I, I would guess that in, in some way, shape, or form, every shul, I shouldn't say every, because I think some are behaving as if they're, you know, 100% back to normal, which is fine as long as they're, you know, doing what they need to do. Uh, but I, and they're being safe. But I, I think that every shul or most shuls are going through what you're going through, trying to adjust accordingly and just come up with this hybrid system for Tishrei 5782 coming off of Tishrei 5781 you know you think back a year ago there were you know it, there was a lot of, a lot of serious considerations that were going on Erev Yantif. people were publishing abridged machzarim uh, you obviously were introducing an abridged service different services outdoor services some shuls as you know have 6 7 services going on at once at all these different locations just to you know adhere to the social distancing so yeah, I'm sorry, right. I, I mean, I, I think shuls have had to adjust, and it's interesting. I'll tell you in our own shul, even though the chazan will be davening and we'll have a choir, it is going to be a shorter service. We've right. gone over the master. We've chosen where the highlights are, where we can move things along. And uh, I think that, frankly, many Balabatim may actually be very happy with, <laughs> with well, that you, part of long COVID. You were somewhat afraid of that last year, that people would get too used to the, 
you know, the fact that we could do this, uh, you know, really quickly and efficiently, let's put it that way. Um, yes, I think, by the way, in some shuls, that's actually what's happened. They've yeah. said to themselves, if we could do it shorter, why don't we stay with that? But that's a great formula. Yeah, but then again, Cantor Benny, in all seriousness, I mean, you know, when my father was a rabbi, the sermon every Shabbos was 40 minutes. You know, and today you can't speak for more than 10. You know, it's a, it's a different era. So the truth is that uh, it's not just COVID. Just COVID may have accelerated this process of shortening the davening somewhat. Um, and if and if rabbis and cantors are paying attention, they know that there are a lot of people. Not everybody. I don't want to. I don't want to say everybody. Charlie Burnham may get angry at me, but there are a lot. <laughs> there are a lot of people who just don't like the very you know, or prefer not to sit through a very very long service at this point. That's all. Right, but I think the big difference is that until COVID, they had different excuses. Now right. they're just saying right. it's all COVID related, so yeah. they'll be happy to stand at the kiddush for two hours. But in the main shul, they don't want it to schlep. Yeah, because so. you know why they say you know what they say the kiddush is voluntary, Musaf's not. You know, that, <laughs> very true. You know, that's always the difference when it comes to tradition and, <laughs> and it comes to ritual. <laughs> the the, uh, the voluntary stuff is always seems to be a lot more fun. Let's put it that way. Right, nobody's <laughs> running out of shul. From the kiddish, but uh, aside, <laughs> aside for and by the way, this Hinnany, you know, I'm saying, I'm saying to myself, obviously, in Asana Tokif and certain other things are not going to be, you know, toyed with. But will Hinnany be shorter than a typical year? No, I don't think Hinnany would because that's really the kickoff of the Chaznu's davening Musaf, his davening. So I think Hinnany's we wouldn't touch, and Asana Tokif we wouldn't touch. But for example, the Chol Maminim, right? right? It might take ten minutes with the choir. Right. We'll take two minutes this year because we're just going to do it much faster. Right. And maybe Hayomaras Olam that we don't have to sing every single one and make a cantorial piece out of it. So areas that are I don't want to say less significant because everything is significant, right. but areas where we can cut and people don't feel that we've taken away from the summum substance of the service, I think we will try and do that. Well, sounds like you were happy to at least be there Saturday night with an, uh, with a nice crowd and with an international audience. So at least you had that. And uh, like I said, that seems like progress to me. Seems like we're uh, on the road to uh, getting back to what we would call normalcy. It just may take a little longer than we thought. That's all. Yes, I agree. And it's interesting, Nachum, on Matzi Shabbos, when I was done here at Park East, yeah. I traveled, as is my custom every year to Borough Park, to listen to the great Hazen Ben Sian Miller. And I went from a shul by, by us where everybody was masked and socially distant to a shul that didn't, I don't think I saw one mask, or maybe just one. And it's also a sign was, of the time. Was it packed? It wasn't packed, but there was a, definitely a respectable crowd. Uh, but it was a different, again, it's, a, it's Borough Park. They have a different way of doing things. And it was just interesting to see both communities saying the same prayers but following different rules. What time does he say Ashray? Well, I arrived at about a quarter to one, and I think they had just finished Ashray. So about so 12.30 I, they start Ashray. Wow. Interesting. And do you think that they had, did they have a Slicha service last year? Did they have a open to the public Slicha service last year? I, I think they did, but I couldn't swear to that. I don't. I don't recall. I know I didn't go last year. Right. But it was nice to see that again. You go into Bar Park and yeah. you see, you know, the different minyan, and you feel that life is coming back. What was Hazen Miller's piece? What was the highlight of the night? I think there were two things. Shema Kolenu was just absolutely stunning. Wow. And then he had his son, Shimmy, who is just so talented yeah. with the choir. He and he sang the piece right before Shema Kolenu, Halbein Chatoenu Kashelik from Waldman, which was also just beautiful. Whose Shema Kolenu did he use? Or was one you weren't familiar with? Uh, I think it's, it was from Hirschman. Wow. Unbelievable, I'll tell you. You know how to spend the Saturday night, man. <laughs> <laughs> you must have gotten home really inspired, frankly. <laughs> inspired. 
tired and overtired. I think I got into bed at 5 a.m. Wow. <laughs> I went to sleep at 3. I thought that was late. <laughs> Sleekless Night always has a special air about it, doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. There's something so different about the first night of Sleekless. A very different atmosphere. It's so wild. Amazing. Uh, Cantor Betty, I thank you. I take this opportunity to wish you. Please send our best, obviously, to Cantor Health God, Rabbi Schneier, and everybody at Park East. Uh, happy, healthy, and sweet 5781. And who knows, hopefully the uh, the get-togethers that you guys have put uh, have uh, arranged over the years, uh, cantorial get-togethers, etc., will come back. Uh, we're hoping because I know that for a lot of people they're important, a lot of people they're significant and inspiring. And like I said, hopefully if we get back to uh, having events like that, we will be uh, on our way back to uh, somewhat of a of a normal existence. So Bezrat Hashem, uh, uh, you should have a happy, healthy, sweet, and productive New Year. Thank you so much. A good convention to you, Nachum, to your family, and all the listeners. By the way, I think, was your son with my son in NCSY Colo this summer? Yes, he was. Yeah. Fabulous program. So nice. So nice. Yeah, I think I think my kid had a lot of nice things to say about yours. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what a way to end the conversation <laughs> to kick off a brand new year. No one ever minds hearing a compliment about their children. They're one and only Cantor Benny Rugaznitsky, Cantor at Parky Synagogue. Last uh, this past Saturday night, you heard it this past Saturday night under the uh, uh, the incredibly inspiring presentation of Cantor Helfgott. Uh, people both there and around the world got to enjoy Slichus with the choir and more. And um, yet another indication that things may not be 100% back to where we would like it to be, but we're getting there. Uh, here is a piece from Cantor Helfgott. Why not wrap up this segment with one of his great pieces on a uh, Monday morning broadcast at JM in the AM?
Sofer Shel Mashiach here at JM in the AM. That's the one and only cantor Yitzchak Mayer Helfgott here at JM in the AM. Pretty amazing, huh? Pretty amazing. Yontif begins a week from tonight, believe it or not. I know, it is hard to believe. Uh, we get an opportunity with our friend Jay Booksbaum, number one uh, kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth. Nobody could debate that. He is the greatest expert on kosher wine, and we have had him with us at the Nahum Siegel Network on a regular basis for almost the last 30 years, which is pretty amazing. Almost the last 30 years. From the grapevine, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. He is the one, the only, Jay. Book spam. I hope that and can- I'm only 31 years old. I hope that cantorial piece brought you back to your youth in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Oh my, I, I am telling you, I wanted to like make a whole bunch of commentaries about it. I'm glad you brought it up first because to hear such a rich, delicious Yiddish, uh, it was just wonderful. What Tom, yes. huh? what Tom he has. Yeah, really. And, and, you know, you really feel it coming through. You did grow up with some great chazanim, or am I wrong? Am I wrong that you were... Didn't you have great, uh, great, I, I had a great a man who taught me oh just everything I know about davening and was a great altfila. He wasn't really a a chazan in a cantorial sense. But why did I um, think that in Williamsburg there were some great chazanim, or maybe not in your day? I could be there wrong. was there, there was, but I didn't 
I davened in the young Israel where Mr. Spiro, Oliver Shalom, was uh, was our Baltfila for many, many years. Wow, interesting. You remember those days, huh? Oh, yeah. What was your wine of choice in those days, Jay? <laughs> grape juice. <laughs> Even you had a grape juice era? <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> you never you never upgraded to cream red concord even during that When era? I when I no, when I first before I got into wine, you know, I thought that I thought that uh, concord was dry. You know? <laughs> yeah. You learned <laughs> it was cream it was not cream. It was extra heavy malaga that we drank if we really needed to drink some wine, but otherwise it was grape juice, yeah. Very interesting. Well, the kosher wine uh, industry and the kosher wine scene is much different than back then, wouldn't you say? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thank God we've all evolved, and we should all evolve. And, and I'm not just talking about wine. I'm talking about in our lives, in our spiritual lives, in our personal and familial lives. Boy, you are continue getting... Continue to evolve. You are, I see the new year is really starting to have its effect on you because it's starting <laughs> a, a week from tonight. You're already getting into that mode, into that frame of mind. You bet. You bet. Um, what's what the worst part? And I mean this seriously. The worst part of bringing you on over the last thirty years is that as we've progressed and as we've you know gone year to year to year discussing wines before Rosh Hashanah, Hanukkah, Pesach, etc. Um, the list of available kosher wines just grows and grows and grows. I sort of feel like you're on this morning, and I don't know where to start. I don't know where to begin. I don't know what continent to begin on. I don't know if we should start with the sweet or the dry, figuring sweet because I would assume you're into sweet wines early uh, Monday night because of the uh, uh, apple and uh, you know the following night, the fruits that we're going to be eating, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I, I don't know where to start this whole conversation when, when notes are sitting in front of me that include hundreds and hundreds of different bottles of brand new wines in the last couple of years and thousands of thousands of wines that are now available through you guys, you know, with all the fancy names and all the fancy backgrounds and all the, you know, uh, all the fancy descriptions. I just don't know where to start. So that's my biggest problem, Jay Booksbaum, is that I bring you on a week before Yuntiv and I don't know where to begin. I, I You know what? That's a good thing, actually. Yeah, you know, I guess. Now that, I guess. The, the fact that we have these kinds of uh, dilemmas, you know. Oh my goodness! You know, we have too much to talk about. And then I'll tell you, another, and then I'll tell you another thing. And this, you might tell me, this is a little bit different because travel has been restricted, obviously, including to Israel, or maybe I should say, especially to Israel. Um, but the number of small wineries, boutique wineries, call them whatever you want, that continue to pop up in different places, especially Israel. I mean, has just made the number of wines, uh, you know, uh, uh, increasing. Um. In increase many fold and and that's also hard to keep up with i mean if i would even now during covid if i asked you for the latest boutique wineries in israel there have to be some right that have that have made, oh there are yeah give me one or two there examples are. of what's happened over the last year well we just we just got in nana wines which is in the desert um <laughs> the famous story about ben gurion saying that i want to i want to plant uh, i want to plant it wasn't vineyards in those days. I want to plant fruits and vegetables in the desert. And he called in a whole bunch of engineers to find out how to do that because, after all, the desert's dry, and they did a big study. And in the end of the day, they came back and they said, no, no, you can't, you can't plant. It's just impossible to plant vineyards in the desert. And he said, he says, you know, you need a new plan. He said, no, I don't need a new plan. I need new engineers. Ah. And, and they ended up 
obviously, you know, we, we you know, uh, the Israelis have gotten the desert to bloom, and one of those wineries, <laughs> you know, drum roll, please, is Nana. Now, Nana is literally smack in the middle of the Negev desert, the deepest, driest, hottest part during the day that is of the desert. And they've made the desert bloom, and and you have some really beautiful wines coming out of this winery. Is it literally uh, literally literally N A N A? Is that how they spell it? N A N A. Yep. Simple as that. Uh, can Simple people can that. people find that on this side of the world yet? Yes, they just we we um, actually released it about. I mean, it was just introduced about five or six weeks ago, and so it is in your local stores, especially in key local stores in you know. Heavily Jewish metropolitan areas. Yeah, so. the places the places that sell a lot of kosher food. All right. So. Yeah, so you can get it in Miami. You probably yeah. get it, not probably you can get it in L.A. You can get it in, uh, of course, New York and New Jersey, uh, and probably some of the other, uh, you know, maybe Chicago, etc. All right. Yeah. Nana. So N A N A. And of course, you're supporting Israel and you're uh, buying Israeli products. <clears throat> and uh, you know, right. this this year where it's been a challenge because a lot of times people will buy Israeli products once they've gone to the different wineries in Israel. They've tasted the wine. They've had the experience, you know, with the wineries in Israel. And all that is shut down, obviously. No one's doing these, Unbelievable. No, yeah, no one's doing these wine tours. Uh, have you, as a salesperson, as a vice president, or what are you at this point, executive vice president, whatever your exact position yes, is? Yes, yes. Executive, executive vice president as, and director of wine education. As executive vice president, have you been able to travel to Israel and other places over the last I few years? I have. I have. I went to Israel about, I don't know, seven, eight weeks ago, maybe nine weeks ago. And um, I spent two full weeks going through the vineyards, one of which was visiting uh, the, the young ladies that run Nana. Um, and it, it's just, but you're right, it's it's a whole nother head. I mean, you know, it was the middle of the summer, yeah. and you would think that the place was packed, and it wasn't. And uh, But, you know, what's interesting about it is life has gone on there. You would think that it would be a, a, a morass, you know, that people would be like so depressed. And I mean, it's just they're, they're just still doing their thing. I mean, and I think one of the things that's come out of this, I'm not saying this is a good thing, but one of the things that come out of this is that Israel's economy, to a large degree, was based on was based on um, visit business visitors, and 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 that they've learned how to live without it. Yeah, by no choice of their own. Yeah. By, you know, God's will. They they always we always think they need us. First, we thought they needed us financially. They disproved that over the last ten years, and then they and then we thought that they needed us uh, in terms of being there physically, and they have frankly frankly dis, uh, disproved that over the last eighteen months. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard on listeners sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Jay Booksbaum with us. He's of course the executive. Vice President at Royal Wine, Kedem's uh, Director of um, Wine Education, and with us as we approach Rosh Hashanah, which begins a week from tonight, everybody, make sure you go out over the next week, buy some great kosher wine. We do have some recommendations. Jay, I've been given a list of different things uh, that we were asked to uh, mention this morning, so I'm going to turn to you for your expertise. Obviously, if it's a wine you're very familiar with, I'm sure you'll have plenty to tell us. If it's something that is not really in your department, just let us know. And we will uh, and we'll move on. But uh, there are a few things here. That first of all, on the Nana Winery, I wanted to mention these are non-mavushal wines, a boutique winery from the Negev. There's a Chardonnay, a Chenin Blanc, and then two that I can't pronounce. You want to help me with these two? Cassiopa. What's Cassiopa. it? Cassiopeia. Cassiopeia. 
Cassiopeia? Is that Cassiopeia. It? And what's and, the other one? Uh, the the Thithis? I can't remember. What's a Thithis? What? T-H-T-H-Y-S? What is that? Thithis? T-H-T-H-Y-S. I never heard of a... Of a Business. Yeah, I don't know. I may have to Google that while we're speaking. Uh, then, <laughs> then, Jay, I noticed that our friends from uh, Bartonura have gone ahead and actually produced a frozen wine pop. Are you familiar with this? Roscato, yes. yes I I'm mean, familiar with it. I'll tell you, that, that's a but brilliant But be careful idea. because you don't want to swap up that thing, that frozen ice pop for the frozen ice pops that you got from your local kosher store that you're chilling for the kids, you know? Because these are, I mean, is this literally like the wine made into an ice pop? Yep, yep. yep. I mean, in a way, I think. Except, of course, of course, that little fizz is gone because, you you know, it doesn't work. But in a way, I think it's a brilliant idea. What do you think? You sound a little on the, you do like it? Yeah, I I like the idea. Uh, Frankly, you have to be very, I just, you know, as you know, a couple times a year I get on and I, I, I talk about how careful you have to be about drinking. You just have to be very careful with it. That's all. Okay, gotcha. Um, then, then we were told that um, that uh, there's a Herzog Reserve sparkling. How do you pronounce this? Method Champ- Method Method. Well, yeah, Method Champenois. What is that? Okay, so you know, French Champagne can only come, or Champagne can only come from Champagne, France, which is a place. Correct, and. And if it's called champagne that comes from Champagne, France, it has to be made in a very specific method, which is known as either method traditionnel or traditional method or the method champenois, which which is a very specific way of making sparkling wine, where you ferment the first wine into regular wine, and then you take that wine and re-ferment it still in the same bottle so that when the CO2 starts to percolate, it is actually captured in that same bottle, and that's called a meth champenois. That's a very short version. So this is and the clo- that, yeah, this is the closest that we're ever going to get to a real French champagne that's not made in France, a kosher one. Correct. So correct. So you know you can call a wine uh, method champenois. You can't call it champagne if it's not made in champagne. Right. But this is the closest thing. And it's also made exactly, there's only three grapes you can use in making true champagne, and that is Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, and Pinot Meunier. And this is made from one of those, Chardonnay. So all the things that go into making a French champagne are exactly done with this method champenois, but made in California. Uh, Some of the best vineyards, really. uh, Brand new Herzog Lineage Malbec. What can you tell us about that one? So... So Malbec is is known for its uh, inclusion in some Bordeaux's and also especially um, in Argentinian wines. Malbec grows best in Argentina, but Malbec is grown all over the world, and it comes from Herzog's own estate vineyards, I believe. And so this Malbec is is singular in flavor, but quite rich, quite a little bit spicy, uh, and I think very good for like you know, spiced roasts and, you know, big flavored mushroom type of meat dishes. It pairs well, huh? Yeah. And and here's the thing about the lineage wine in general, lineage line in general, it's not expensive. It's about 20 bucks, and you really get very high-quality wines for that. Boy. Um, what do you think of these brand-new J-Folk cocktails in a can? This is a South African product. Uh, a vodka mule, a vodka and soda, and a gin and tonic. Literally, I, I, 
I can't remember this a type a product like this being available in the kosher market before. Am I right about that? You're absolutely right about that. And what's interesting, and whoever gave you the list did a good job because I was going to talk about the fact that this year Yontif is early. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like the old Jackie Mason routine. Yontif is never on time. It's either early or late. Right. It's never, never on time with these Jews. You know. But anyway, <laughs> Yontif is early, which means that, which means that it's probably going to be much warmer. And so these are great. It's not for obviously you can't make kiddush on it, right. uh, because it's not made from grapes. But um, you know it's all shahakol. But my guess is is that if it's really warm and it will be some of those days, if not many of those days, put it in you know put it in ice and enjoy it in the afternoon or during lunch after you make kiddush or yeah. whatever. So very refreshing to say the least. I had an opportunity to taste yeah. uh, taste some of them and. Uh, very refreshing and good. I just didn't. I, I didn't realize that there was no such thing as a kosher cocktail in a can until this point. Really good concept, and I hope it does well. And, and it's available in the retail stores, right? It's already out there. Yes, yes, it's already out there. It's been out there for a long, for a long time, for about you know, two two months. Uh, Jay Booksbaum's with us. Our friends at Kedem Royal Wine. If I was to tell you about all the brand new Barkan, Carmels, um, um, uh, a Gush, Herzog Reserve. Um, uh, and so many others. There's so many. I mean, there's such a list of brand new wines that are being introduced for this upcoming season. So I don't know where to start, but I mean, there's plenty for people to choose from. What are you going to be drinking this Yontif? Like I always tell people, you know, my kids. Thank God, I have three kids who live within five blocks of my front door, yeah. with a bunch of grandchildren in tow. And when Svi or Yosvi or or whatever, whenever the kids come over and they say, what are we drinking tonight? I said, go down to the cellar, take whatever you want. So it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be a great, wonderful surprise. But of course you should be sticking to things that are indicative or appropriate to the holiday. So sparkling wine, you like champagne types. There's a, there's a really wonderful, beautiful packaged wine Prosecco made by uh, in partnership with Vera Wang, the famous, uh, um, uh, you know, couture that makes the women's gowns and stuff like that. And she's got a Prosecco that we we make with her, and it's a gorgeous package. So if you're going out for um, to somebody and you want to give them a nice gift, that's it. And then, of course, like you said, the Method Champenoise Champagne, from right. a sparkling wine from Herzog. And then you have a bunch of sweet wines that are just just absolutely wonderful that uh, you have the late harvest Chenin Blanc. So for a sweet new year, and it's what's wonderful about the late harvest Chenin Blanc is that it was out of stock; it's back in stock. But more importantly, it's one that you can really serve very well chilled. So on a hot day, which I presume there will be many during these holiday seasons to come, you know, this is a perfect a perfect wine for that. And then, of course, we talked about Nana, but there's also um, a native Marawi. A really new interest, not new, it's an ancient grape that they rediscovered about 15 years ago and just started making wine out of it about five to six years ago. And, and they've really perfected it or gotten close to perfecting it. They can always evolve, like I always say. So there's a native Segal, native Marawi wine, and it is Mabushal too. So if you're having a wide range of people and you want it, and you're concerned about who's going to be handling it, there's a perfect wine for that as well. So oh, yeah, boy. There's thought, so many. Who thought we would discover a brand-new grape all the way in 2021? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, 
<laughs> I, one of the things that has happened in Israel is because for so many years, literally a hundred years, there was no wine grown except for tiny bits amounts for the little Jewish communities that still were there during the Muslim you know, occupation, because Muslims would not allow any wine to be grown or made. So these grapes fell into, you know, just vineyards where they would use them for uh, eating grapes. And then they discovered seeds of them in certain caves and stuff, and the seeds were in the wine flasks because they used to make the wine with the seeds, everything. So, and they would say, oh, wait a minute, let's let's try these out. This is the ones, obviously, because it was in, you know, those wine flasks, they would think, Oh, they must have used this for a wine, and and voila, the new these new ancient grapes were reborn. Trial and error, and sometimes uh, you get you hit the you hit pay dirt uh, yeah, when you're really. trying. All and, right, and it's fascinating, actually. I think part of that is fascinating, and of course, Carmel's got a whole brand new group of single vineyard wines, which means that you know they're made from a single vineyard, from a single grape, from a single vineyard. And so it really expresses the terroir, the flavor of that place. So there's just a whole bunch of great wines. Yeah, Car- and Yatir Forest is back. Another, um, Yatir Forest is more, it, it's in the Negev too, but it's really the northern Negev. A lot of people call it the southern uh, Hari Yehuda, southern Judean hills. But uh, that's another one that's just back in stock and a really <laughs> blockbuster big, rich, beautiful, complex uh, bottle of wine. All right, Jay, uh, we have a week until we get to Rosh Hashanah. We'll wrap up this segment. I'm going to ask you uh, about four or five wines and just give me like a one-sentence comment so people will know what, the, what they should Got think it. about it. Right, here we go. Uh, what can you tell us about this Chateau Rubin? Uh, a state-bottled um, uh, Provence wines, rosé, uh, non-kosher for many, many years, made a, a small batch kosher uh, a couple of years ago. It was so successful that she's only making kosher for the United States of America. Wow. Probably the best rosé grouping from from, Fran- from France. Unbelievable. Uh, Argamon wines, what sets them apart? Okay, so Argamon was invented uh, by the Israelis to give color to lesser grape wines. So if you wanted to give more color to a wine, they used that. Argamon grape, which is uh, purple or crimson, uh, and and they've discovered that it actually makes a great wine on its own. So so that's a really typically and only Israeli variety right now. Barkan Gold Reserve Cabernet Sauvignon. I am told it's one of the best bangs for your buck out there for Yontif. Well, you you took my you took my thunder. Uh, <laughs> the thing the thing and telling you the thing about Barkan. Gold reserves, especially in general, the gold reserves are the fact that they represent such a great QPR uh, quality price ratio. But even more importantly, they're really just delicious wines that happen to be not expensive or relatively not expensive. How are these Segal unfiltered wines doing? Amazing. We had a discussion about changing the name of unfiltered to UF, just the letters UF. And no, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to actually leave it unfiltered because what that tells you is is that a lot of wines are filtered in order to take the you know like a lot of the particulates out, so it's clearer, cleaner. But if you do that, you also take a lot of the flavors. So be aware 
the unfiltered Segal wines will have some sedimentation, but that sedimentation just adds to the flavor and the richness of the wine. And finally, Jay, if someone likes the Bartonura Blue, will they go for the Bartonura Pinot Grigio? No. <laughs> they will not. The Bartonura Pinot Grigio is light and really fruity, but completely dry. So if you want to have another alternative and uh, to the Bartonura Moscato, uh, you can also, of course, try the Frascato, which is that ice pop, but you can't use that for Kiddush, obviously. Right. But what you can do is you can have the Malvasia, the Bartonura Malvasia, or even better, you can have the Bartonura Rosé Sparkling, which is a, a beautiful package and a beautiful bottle of wine, both in in you know looks and flavor, and and also a great gift to give if you're going to a friend. Jay, one of the best parts of uh, the last thirty years of being in radio is that uh, you've had a really big part in helping us grow and keeping us going. And I hope and pray that we all have you and I together, and of course our families and our big radio family, a happy, healthy. And sweet five seven eight two, and of course, best regards to the entire Herzog family and everybody at Royal Wine. And we should continue to uh, inform people, as, as difficult as it's getting for us, because the list is insane. But we should continue to be able to inform people about all the wines, both old and new, that are available to the public all around the world for many, many years to come. So I can't thank you enough, and uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Behalf of myself and the Herzog family, a good your to everyone with much nachas, peace, and especially good health. Amen. We'll drink to that. From the Grapevine, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. He's the one, the only, Jay. Bookspam. Thank you, Jay. Happy, healthy, and sweet new year from all of us at the Nachum Siegel Network.
Yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning broadcast. Tonight, the yard site of those who perished in 9-11, the 23rd of Elul. Tonight is the yard site. That was Shlomo Katz. Before that, Mavakshe Hashem done by Yishai Lapidot. My thanks to Jay Booksbaum. Always a pleasure speaking to him and wishing everybody at Kedem. And frankly, uh, oh, we had Muftach in there from Shmuley Unger as well. Muftach from Shmuley Unger was in there. Um, we wish all of our amazing sponsors and all of our amazing supporters a uh, happy, healthy, and sweet New Year as we get set for one week from tonight. That's right, one week from tonight. Uh, Monday morning broadcast, 73 degrees, partly cloudy this morning, maybe a thunderstorm this afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Aaron's Casino Farms. You want to make sure you have everything you need for Yuntif? Go to Aaron's Casino Farms. I don't think I could uh, give a better piece of advice. They have every section you can imagine. Delicious fresh produce, all the fruits and vegetables you need, incredible fresh meats, from turkey legs to chicken wings, from cowboy steaks to minute steaks. Uh, great bakery, Mechis Takeout, um, their nut bar, their olive bar, um, their sushi bar. They've got it all. Aaron's Casino Farms, casinofarms.com, or just walk into Aaron's Casino Farms in Queens, New York. You'll be glad you did. Um, speaking of bars, imagine making the entire Gaia your personal coffee bar. What's the secret to the brand new Gaia brew bags that we are recommending you check out at GaiaCoffee.com, G-A-I-A Coffee.com, G-A-I-A Coffee.com. Uh, all you do is you drop the brew bag at 8 to 10 ounces of hot water, let it steep for a few minutes, and before you know it, you have a cup of freshly brewed Gaia coffee available in three varieties, including decaf. It's pretty amazing. Um, and, it, you know, Yuntif's coming up a week from tonight. It is perfect for your Yuntif coffee. If you want fresh brewed on a Yuntif, these coffee bags from Gaia are perfect. Go to GaiaCoffee.com. GaiaCoffee.com. And to check it out. Also going to be in a bunch of stores now around Rosh Hashanah time. A whole bunch of kosher stores going to be carrying the Gaia coffee varieties. So you can check that out as well. Uh, we've been mentioning our Elul Chesed campaign. Yesterday, A uh, another campaign came across my desk. Um, and this is to thank, or this is to help... This is to help uh, people who just purchased a brand new home about three weeks ago. And last Saturday night, as a result of the heavy rain from the recent storm, the entire foundation in the back of the house was severely damaged and condemned by the township that they live in in New Jersey. They were forced to evacuate to protect them from the house collapsing. They've been told that their insurance policy does not cover this type of event, and the cost to rebuild their home is upwards of $200,000. So our friends at the Young Israel of East Brunswick have um, established their Tzedakah Fund that will assist this family financially during this difficult time. And uh, if you'd like to um, participate, you could either send the Young Israel of East Brunswick a check, uh, literally made payable to the Young Israel of East Brunswick Tzedakah Fund. Um, and, they're avail and they are um, 
and they are uh, at 12. This is uh, care of Dr. David Rabinovitz, 12 Constitution Court in East Brunswick, New Jersey, 08816. Or there is a um, a link, which I'm going to quickly find uh, and give to you. There's a link where you can actually give online and help this family through a very difficult just discovered financial crisis. Um, let me give it to you. Give me one second. And I want to thank our good friend uh, Ralph Rosenbaum who made us aware of this campaign. Um, oh, okay. It's on the Young Israel of East Brunswick uh, website, yieb.org, yieb.org. And you will see there the Tzedakah campaign that has been uh, specifically designated for this uh, family, the uh, Lanskroner family. And everyone is encouraged to give and give generously. Again, one of those situations where every single penny goes to the um, a family. And uh, we hope everybody will participate. I'm just checking out on their, on their website. Um... Just trying to find. Just trying to find exactly. Uh, hang on a second. Yeah, so we'll have to find. We'll we'll find it. We'll find a, a way. We'll find a way for people to do this easily uh, on their website. As we uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll get the information to give it to you later today. But anyway, the Young Israel of East Brunswick is collecting. And we hope that people will respond and make sure to uh, support yet another family that is in, in need and in immediate need during our El Chesed campaign. JM and the AM on this Monday morning broadcast as we head back to school and back to work. And thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Um, tomorrow we'll check in with our friends at Turo College. They'll be joining us. I do remind you that Karen Ashvias gives an opportunity to Shemitah observant farmers who are generating no profit and who are going into debt during this Shemitah year uh, to at least be able to survive. If you haven't given yet, it's karenhashvias.org, karenhashvias.org, or you can dial 888-675-6694, 888-675-6694. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. Shira 
In the AM, Yishai Rebo, first you heard Ochila, then you heard Seder Havodah. And based on the videos I saw as I was recovering from surgery on Thursday, <laughs> based on the videos I saw that night, that Seder Havodah song certainly made quite an impression to the crowd at the King's Theater in Brooklyn on Thursday night. I remind you that Yishai Rebo was there on Thursday, and then yesterday, last night, in Chicago, Illinois, the tour continues in Israel, and we have with us live via telephone. I remind you that Yishai Rebo does not speak English, so we have with us uh, on the other end somebody who was right there, up close and personal at all these performances, and has been at Yishai Rebo's side for quite a while, and that's his manager, R. Davidson, who is with us live via telephone from Chicago, coming off of last night's uh, performance in the Windy City. Or Shalom, and welcome to JM in the AM. Hi, shalom. Good morning, shalom. A real pleasure to speak to you. What? Why is that song? Why does it resonate so much with so many different people? The Seder Avodah. Why has that? Been, am I right? First of all, that that has been one of the songs that has just completely taken off and has reached so many people of so many different backgrounds. Why was it that on a night like Thursday night, the crowd just went nuts for that selection? Oh. First of all, the, the the atmosphere and the crowd in Brooklyn was amazing. We can't even explain the feelings that were that were experienced from from Thursday night. Uh, I can tell you about Seder Avoda and about the Elul album that we released. Uh, I think uh, two years ago. Yeah. That it really changed some. It, it really changed something. It really did something for the. Um, for the uh, non-Hebrew-speaking uh, crowd, for the the majority of the Jewish people, I guess because the the lyrics that they can connect to and they know it from from Rosh Hashanah, from Yom Kippur, uh, they can really uh, feel they that they can connect to the words and they know them. And something with that album and with that song, Seder Avodah opened uh, um, a relationship with a with a non-Hebrew speaking crowd that's what i think it's funny because i would argue that so many people who love the song wouldn't even be able to tell you where it's from uh, which is pretty amazing to me i think you're right to an extent in terms of how people relate to it but it's just it's reaching people i never would believe would be into jewish music let alone get into an album about chodesh elul about this time of year is that I mean look Yishai's had a lot of success we know it we've followed it we've seen what's gone over on over the last few years but I mean it it, it, it sounds like you're saying that the Elul album as successful as everything he did was in the past that the Elul album's on a level by itself yeah yeah it's like we we felt after that album it, it's not that we didn't uh, uh, know that we have a, a, a crowd, a broad, a non-speaking Hebrew crowd that, that likes Ishai, but we felt that that album opened more with the rela- relationship, with the, of course, with the American Jewish community and also uh, the European and all over the world 
something <clears throat> something opened a little bit more, and um, I can see it also. Of course, I guess that you know that uh, we are uh, tracking the the the, um, the listeners from all over the world, and we are trying to see uh, where they are listening from. So. Yeah, I think that that true. album did something something uh, for them, yeah. Yeah, no question about it. R. Davidson's with us. He actually uh, manages Yishai Rebo. Yishai, I remind you, does not speak English, but we have the next best thing as R. is able to represent him well, uh, even here on the uh, airways. What was Chicago like last night? You know, us New Yorkers, we always think that the greatest crowds and the greatest atmosphere is going to be around here. What happened last night in Chicago? Wow, wow. It was also amazing. I, I can tell you that uh, people came from all over uh, the States. We had people from Miami, from L.A. I saw a lot of people that not just from here. And, you know, what I'm feeling when I'm going to places not like New York or main cities is that uh, people, I don't know if they are more excited, but, you know, to, when we are coming to places like uh, like Chicago or like cities right. that are not the main cities of the of the city, right? It's more of a, a it's more a of a novelty, of excite, excitement. Right. Yes, of course. Yeah, it's more of a novelty. It's more of a you know, it's 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 something that because here yeah. here we get to see everybody, but not every city gets to see everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so there's maybe maybe something uh, romantic in that, and and the crowd was really amazing. Uh, it it was a, a great show we had. 1500 people uh, it was it was sold out um, i think uh, um, weeks ago and it was great really were there guest stars last night or Yishai handled the whole thing himself no he handled the whole thing himself um i have to tell you something about this that journey um during the corona that uh, it was something really special um to do and it wasn't easy to come here during that uh, time and uh, to handle all the lo logistics and of course um all the um, how do you say uh, the rules that are, are changing every day uh, with the masks without the masks yeah. with the vaccines with the test but for me to see and i'm telling you also in brooklyn and here 99% of the people that purchased tickets came and it was it, really it, it it was so special that, that they they came in a, in in a time like that and they didn't miss it and of course it gave us uh, a lot of uh, power and it, it was great really is he planning on releasing anything in the next few months are we expecting new music coming from him of course, yes, 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 yes. Very soon, I hope. And and this tour is not over. You're actually continuing it in Israel between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippurim, correct? Yeah, yeah. Imil Hashem, and we can do those shows. Uh, we have two big shows in the uh, Kaysaria, in the amphitheater over there, uh, with seven thousand uh, people. And uh, yeah, that will close the the tour of Elul. And uh, we are hope that it will be a tradition that we are uh, coming every year to the States and then closing up in Israel. Maybe also in, in other cities in Europe. And uh, we're really trying to, to struggle and see uh, how we can do it. And, of course, we all hope that the, the corona will be a thing that we will forget in a few months. 
Well, and are, everything will be easier. Are they speak? Are the authorities speaking to you about Caesarea? Are they giving an indication that maybe things need to be altered because of what's going on in Israel with Corona? No, actually, right now uh, there is no problem to do that, um, and I hope that it will stay like that. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, the, 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 the situation is getting a little bit better, and the third vaccination is helping uh, also. Yeah. Uh, but as we learned from the past uh, year and a half, every day is a different day, and I hope that it will stay like that. There's a rumor flying that he's staying in America tonight to do one more concert this week. Is that true or not? No, no, it's not true. We are flying tonight uh, to Israel. There was a rumor. There was a rumor that, that there was a rumor that he'd be in California tomorrow night, but I guess that never happened. No, no. From the start, we knew that uh, uh, we have to back, to go back to Israel because we need to stay a few days quarantine. Oh, right. And of course, that we want to be uh, we want to be out for uh, Rosh Hashanah. Right. So this is the most important thing for us right now to be free at Rosh Hashanah, and we have to fly tonight for that. Yeah, that makes sense. It certainly does. Or Davidson's with us. He's the manager of Yishai Rebo, with us live via telephone, coming off the amazing New York and Chicago. Uh, um, a performances Chicago last night. Uh, when did you decide to add Yaakov Shweki and God Elbaz to the New York lineup? Was that something you thought of months ago, or that was a last-minute decision? No, it, it wasn't a last-minute decision, but uh, but actually we spoke with them um, a few uh, weeks ago, and in, I, I have to tell you that in the minute that we, we spoke with them, they they immediately say yes, and it was it was such a pleasure and honor to have them in the show, it was, I can't even explain you the, the, the atmosphere and the feelings that we had in that uh, theater. It was something really special. Mm. Really special. I, I guess that, 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 that especially in that times, I don't know how each one of, of the, 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 the people that, that, that came experienced that period of, of, of Corona time because, you know, um, a lot of people had... Um, Struggled with um, with um, uh, with the, with that time with their families, with their businesses, with their with everything. And I guess that especially in that time, uh, the 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 fact that that we came and and we did that uh, concert, I felt that uh, it was more special and it was really amazing. Um, finally, what's the song w- without the Elul album? Take out the Elul album. What's the song that, uh, that, that would be the most requested? What's the one that people most identify with Yishai at this point? First of all, I have to tell you that, um, from, from my point of view, uh, like you said, we did a, a long way in the past seven, eight years. Yeah. So each song, each song for us is 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 um, a, a very um, important song because each one of them uh, um, gave us a little bit more uh, strength, a little bit more um, uh, power. But I think that uh, <laughs> I, I would choose two. I would choose uh, Alev Shali for sure, right. and Sibatas. Uh, Sibata Sibot that we released four months ago. Already? What that song did in four months. What, what, what that song did in four months, wow. 
the numbers, the, 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 the people that are, are, are texting us about <laughs> this song. Something really special. Unbelievable. Kolakavod, really. kolakavod. Uh, I look forward to meeting you live and in person, Or, and please send best regards to Yishai. Let him know that thank we, you, thank let him know that we're playing the stuffing out of his selections, as I like to say. <laughs> thank, thank you so much, and I hope that uh, we will send you a new stuff very soon. Bezrat Hashem. Shana Tova to you. Shana Tova. Thank you very much. במרחב הפתוח רואים באופק את השמש this is the song that R. Davidson was referring to, Sibat HaSibot, from Yishai Rebo. Before we wrap up, I want to thank our good friend Ralph Rosenbaum. He told me that if you go to the Young Israel of East Brunswick website and scroll down the page, uh, the link is there. I'm going to check this out now before we wrap things up. Uh, we mentioned about helping one specific family and adding them to the list of people that we could help during our Elul Chesed campaign. And um, if you go to the Young Israel of East Brunswick website, and go all the way down. Um, you will find there. Yeah, here it is. Donate to the Young Israel of East Brunswick Stucca Fund earmarked for the Lance Croner family by clicking. Use the form below to make a donation to the Stucca Fund. Yeah, there it is. It's right there. It's literally right there. Go to the Young Israel of East Brunswick website on the homepage. Just scroll down a drop at the very end of the news and notes section. You will find it. Give generously. Give what you can. Let's continue to uh, talk about causes where every penny goes directly to families in need and where, where families that are facing emergency situations can use our help as we get closer and closer to the upcoming year and the holiday that begins a week from tonight. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Monday here at JMN. Big thanks to R. Davidson. Big thanks to uh, Cantor Benny. Big thanks to uh, Jay Bookspam. Thanks all of you for tuning in. Big thank you to Avrami and to Matis for taking over during my absence. It is wonderful to be back. <laughs> Those of you who know me, you know just how wonderful it is for me to be back. Uh, can't take the downtime when I'm not on the air. Uh, and I thank all of you for tuning in. Support us by um, sponsoring our Elul Sofer Blowing. Go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Click on Sponsorship Opportunities. fjbunity.org, Sponsorship Opportunities. And have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Sigal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.